2: The Bruce Exclusive, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Nolan. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Bruce Exclusive. Welcome back. Welcome back. You know, the person who does that intro, the person who says, coming to you from an undisclosed location, is currently with me at an undisclosed location. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Mrs. Nolan, the one, the only, the legendary one is joining me for today's podcast. We also have some dogs wandering around amongst our feet. And we're going to finish off the dog days of summer with a little bit of fun. Because as you all know, if you've been following the show for any meaningful amount of time, the show really oscillates between extremely serious, in-depth, and heavy conversation and complete and utter nonsense. And when the time comes... For some complete and utter nonsense, there is nobody I would rather get into nonsense with than my partner in crime, my buddy, my pal, my friend, my wife, Mrs. Nolan. Mrs. Nolan, how you doing?
1: I am great. How are you?
2: I am fantastic. If I was doing better, they would lock me away and think I was crazy. True. They would. Probably. So, I... Would like to get into a Q&A with you. And I'm not going to be the one asking the questions. I went to Twitter.com. I went to the bird application. And I solicited some cues for your A's. And I said, respond to this tweet with questions for her and me. And we'll have a little fun before the dog days of football summer are over. So without further ado, let's start with a doozy. An absolute doozy. Andrew Pagano came out guns blazing. And he said, Mrs. Nolan, which dog is your favorite? No puns allowed. Mind you, both of the dogs are right behind us. They can hear your answers. Which dog is your favorite, Mrs. Nolan?
1: This is a terrible question, first of all. It's an this awful is question. Wrong.
2: This is Sophie's choice. It's terrible.
1: This is wrong. Um, ugh, let's see here. I don't want to answer this. <laughs>
2: You can just refuse. It's our show. We can do whatever we want.
1: Well, I just kicked Boo. So you my dad. So I feel like I need to say Boo because I just kicked him. Poor Boo. But in all reality, I, I love my dogs so stinking much. And this is hard. This is hard. But if I had to choose, which Andrew says I do – I would probably choose Boo because, I mean, he was our first dog. Uh And it was the three amigos for a very long time. And he's like my buddy. He's my buddy. He makes me laugh. We're constantly talking about him and stories about him just because he's so mischievous. And I don't know. I, I guess I would go with Boo, but I love my, my big one fiercely as well.
2: Yeah, this is a horrible question. Like, no one should be required to answer this question, Andrew. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Hansel says, why do we call pickled cucumbers pickles, but any other veggie we pickle is called pickled, insert veggie name? I actually have the answer to this question. Hansel, this one's just for you. This is a matter of chronology, so, the first vegetable to be pickled by ancient Mesopotamians was reportedly a cucumber. And so, because of it, that's where they got the term pickle. And then they were like, okay, well, what else can we do this same process with? So, the, the processing was called pickling. And so, because of it, the only thing that they knew to call the things that came out of that was pickles. And, and so, pickles were born. And so, everything else, it's pickled something. Pickled went from a noun to a verb.
1: And pickles are the best
2: yeah you're right? a huge pickles fan you could huge. you could literally just chug pickle juice i do i know it's weird
1: very often actually it's good try it yum if, if
2: you like those things you can try it what is the most annoying thing about bruce mrs nolan
1: just one huh
2: the most annoying <laughs> you don't get a list all of them it's the most annoying
1: the most annoying thing about Bruce, I would probably say, if you know Bruce and you've been around him, whenever he has to blow his nose, yikes, like it, it, it's like a train coming through your living room, like Sounds right like there, front row seats, waiting to board a train as it's coming into the station is Bruce blowing his nose.
2: It's an elaborate metaphor.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I, I, we've had this conversation many a times when I have told him, bring it down a notch. We don't, you don't have to go that hard every time.
2: No, you do. You do. Uh,
1: apparently, you do. Apparently, you because do. Because
2: otherwise, I'm going to waste tissues by trying to blow it a second time when I could just blow extra hard the first time. It's a more efficient my way.
1: I'm pretty sure you blow a hole through the tissue.
2: <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's okay. That's okay. As long as I don't have to get an extra tissue and waste another tissue because I have to blow a second time, I'm fine with it. AJ says, what is Mrs. Nolan's favorite thing to make food wise and her least favorite thing to make that Bruce loves?
1: I would say my favorite thing would probably be chili. Um, just because for me, chili signifies fall and the beginning of those cooler months um, and for me, if you know me, I am not a summer gal. I don't like spring. I don't like summer. Give me all the cold weather. Um, so I would say chili, and it's just like a big warm hug. And the smells when this chili is simmering all day, and that first bite—it's just, it's just yummy. And then I would say my least favorite thing to make for Bruce that he really enjoys would be meatloaf. Um, The meatloaf that I make has quite a few steps in it, and it's messy. And I think anytime anybody's ever made meatloaf or a meatball, you have to really get in there. The only way to really mix it is getting in there with your hands, and it's just a mess. And I'm a germaphobe, and it's just not fun. It's not a party for me. So I would definitely say meatloaf is my least favorite.
2: Y'all didn't know Bruce went hard after that meatloaf stuff, did you? Bruce is about that meatloaf life. I'm just telling you right now. Bruce is all the way in on the meatloaf. Andy says, Mrs. Nolan, can you give us a food metaphor for Bruce as a husband? Also, now that you've seen Top Gun and you know Goose's fate, have you seen Top Gun Maverick? If so, should I see it? I can't decide and I need someone who makes good choices to give me guidance. First off, flattering that he thinks you make good choices even though you married me. True story. Very flattering. Also, You didn't know that Goose died in Top Gun. I
1: didn't. It's one of those things, those movie things that everybody else probably knows except for me. And you said that in that movie, I was Goose. So he killed me off, guys. He killed me off.
2: She asked me, like she always does, when we... Have movies like this, you go okay. Which one of these characters am I? Which one of these characters am I? And I'm like, oh well, you're clearly, you're clearly Goose, right? Just
1: like that, just yeah, like that, literally
2: just like that. And I said, well, you're clearly Goose. And then of course, Goose dies. So that doesn't change my opinion. She's still Goose. I mean, Goose is the heart and soul of that movie. If you know anything about Mrs. Nolan, you know that's funny. We've said that now three times. If you know anything about blah, 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 you always you said, if you know anything about Bruce, and then you said, if you know anything about me, the answer is no. They don't know anything about us. Well, you're so learning. So the answer is no.
1: You're learning. <laughs> They're
2: learning through this podcast. You
1: never know. There's somebody out there that might be listening to us, Bramble on, who knows. Probably us. not. Probably not. I don't you're think right. anyone does. You're probably right.
2: So let me ask you. Yes. Andy's question. Yes. Give us a food metaphor for Bruce as a husband and tell me about Top Gun.
1: I think for Bruce as a husband, I'm going to give him the peanut butter and jelly sandwich because he's a little nutty, which is great for me because I'm a little nutty as well. He's sweet, and he's classic, and he's just the best. Who doesn't love a good peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I devour it. Yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) And for the second part of that question, I'm still not over the whole Goose thing. I'm still pretty beat up about that heartbroken over it.
2: She was ugly crying. I was
1: ugly crying. In the movie. I was. And I have not seen the new one yet. But I, everybody that has seen it has said that it is just fantastic and is one of the best movies that you have seen in a very long time. So I cannot wait to see it. And... Obviously, I haven't seen it and can't tell you for sure to go see it, but just go see it. You probably won't regret it.
2: <laughs> Zach says, on a scale of 1 to 12, how hot is Bruce? Now, I just want to share that Drew from Rock Powell Report, who has seen me. Yes. He knows what I look like. He has said, chiming in, he's a California 5 but a Buffalo 8 who gets knocked down to a 7.5 because he doesn't melt his cheese. First off, I do melt my cheese. On occasion, I don't melt my cheese. But I just wanted to p- point out that Drew from the Rockwell Report thinks I'm a Buffalo 8. So I'm, I think that's pretty good.
1: That's pretty good. That's a nice little compliment from him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I have to disagree with Mr. Drew. I think, well, first of all, California, eh. Bruce is a solid 13.5, y'all.
2: Thirteen and a half out of 12. Yes. So slightly above unlucky is what you're saying.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> well, there you have it, guys. You guys don't even need to see what I look like because Mrs. Nolan just told you. Mrs. Nolan, Patch has a question for you. Are your rituals and superstitions the same or different when you're watching the Buckeyes and the Bills? Because for those of you who do not know, my wife and I are also Ohio State fans.
1: They are absolutely the same. That's it. They're the same.
2: She yells at the refs a lot.
1: I do yell at the refs a lot. Um I tend to yell at the other fans a lot. Other coaches, our I mean other there's fans. a lot of yelling.
2: Other fans. Other she fans. hates to watch other fans celebrate. It's like the absolute worst. She want like if the, the team that she is rooting for loses, she will immediately change the channel or turn off the TV because she cannot stand to watch other teams or other fans celebrate.
1: I'm not perfect.
2: <laughs> I mean, you kind of are. Uh, but that's just one of your many geniuses. Yes.
1: But they're absolutely the same. I will, like, if the the Bills or the Buckeyes are losing, I will go and change my shirt. <laughs> I will walk away from the TV. And if they start scoring or, you know, tackling or whatever they're supposed to be doing out there, I will stay in the other room. So, I mean, yes, they're all the same.
2: Sean chimes in. Number one, if you were to describe Bruce as a superhero, which one would he be or what power? Same question to Bruce about Mrs. Exclusive. You will go first.
1: I think Bruce would be Captain America. He loves helping people. He has very high morals and his morals are very important to him. Um, Always trying to do what is right. And, I mean, classic. Like I said, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, Captain America's classic superhero and that's Bruce. That's a good one. Thank you. you. see
2: I was gonna go with Captain Carter for you yeah but I felt like that would have been like a kind yeah. of a, kind of a, uh, like, a, like a cheap way of getting out of the question because all those things that we talked about with the upstanding morals and all that stuff like that I thought that they apply to you. So I'm gonna take this in a little bit of a different direction okay I'm gonna go with Groot. And the reason I'm going to go with Groot is Groot is clearly, first off, clearly the heart and soul of the Guardians of the Galaxy. If you can think about the way that Rocket Raccoon functions outside of his relationship with Groot versus the way he functions inside of his relationship with Groot, it is extremely special. Groot is willing to sacrifice himself at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 1 for the entire group. He surrounds them with his branches, and says, no, I'm going to protect you. We are Groot, right? He takes a very, very serious damage to himself, ends up kind of reverting back to tiny Groot, baby Groot, who ends up becoming a teenager Groot later on. And he's a man of few words, right? Mrs. Nolan not known as being the most talkative person in the world, except to me. So it's it's a it's a very small circle that Mrs. Nolan and Groot allow themselves to be part of, but they're very protective of their people. Mrs. Nolan has been known to become a little bit of a mama bear. When you influence her people in a negative way, she gets a little mad. Just like Groot can potentially have some fairly significant anger issues, as you have seen with letting out gigantic branches and smashing people because they're coming after his team and things like that. So I'm going to take this in a different direction. I'm going to go with Groot. How do you feel about that? I am Groot. That's good. I like that. What halftime spread, Sean continues, would be the best to catapult a Bills Super Bowl win? If the Bills are in the Super Bowl, what foods are you making at halftime?
1: I think I'm just making everything. If the Bills are in the Super Bowl, you can bet that I am going to have the spread of all spreads. So literally anything everybody would want, it's going to be there. Definitely like... Red, white, and blue cupcakes. We're gonna do cookies. Maybe we'll even get the special M and M's with sure. the buffalo, you know, on them. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just gonna go all out. Of course, you got your wings. We're gonna have multiple dips, all the chips, veggie tray. You know, because you want to be a little healthy, right? Let me
2: ask you: Does the celery really matter if you smash your face full of fried food for seven hours?
1: Celery doesn't matter. Period. I like celery. I don't.
2: I had celery with hummus just the other day. I was talking to Nate about it on Food for Thought. I know. I recently discovered just a couple hours ago a pineapple habanero dip.
1: Yeah.
2: That I think would be good with some celery.
1: Yeah. It's a good dip.
2: Last question from Sean. What is Bruce's other occupation? I'm not going to let you answer this one. Because any, any question that you answer on this one would indicate a job that I don't have.
1: Nice try, FBI. There
2: we go. She's got it.
1: I got it.
2: Zach asks, Mrs. Nolan, Mr. Nolan, doggos, are they the goodest or are they the bestest? Asking the important questions, I think.
1: That is the important question.
2: Goodest or bestest?
1: I think they're both. I think they're the goodest and they're the bestest.
2: I think good and best in this, in this context can actually mean two different things. So if something is the best, they are typically the best at something, right? Right. What if you say some, someone is good, when you're not referring to like a food, so you say someone is good, you're usually referring to their character. you know, yeah. Like, oh, they're a good person. Oh, they're just, they're good. Yeah. So I think simultaneously, dogs can simultaneously be the goodest and the bestest.
1: Absolutely.
2: Nathan says, which Batman film is your favorite, and are they made by Christopher Nolan? The answer is yes. The Nolan Batman trilogy is my favorite. Um, I, like a lot of people, like The Dark Knight the best. Mrs. Nolan,
1: I like Iron Man.
2: Okay, that's that, that. That doesn't. You can't use that. That's you're cheating.
1: Listen, I guess. Okay, I'll go with what Bruce said. Is that the one with? Um, I like the one with Bane, but I don't think Ben Affleck did bad either.
2: One of Mrs. Nolan's hottest takes is that she actually really liked Batman versus Superman, and really thought Ben Affleck did a good job. I think Ben Affleck did a good job too. I just think Batman versus Superman was a disaster. But she doesn't, she doesn't seem to think so. Joe says, what is Mrs. Nolan's favorite dish to make for you? And what is your favorite dish she makes? I'll go first. Okay. There are so many options here. And it changes because when we first got together, you weren't much of a cook. And I kept learning new things and I kept having the same recipes get topped. Remember, spicy chicken pasta was my favorite for a long time. Yep. Right? And then it was meatloaf, When we discovered meatloaf. Yep. Recently, I've been on a cheesesteak yep. kick, so I really like your cheesesteaks.
1: Or carnitas.
2: I really like the carnitas. You made me an entire pot of like that pork the last yep. time you went out of town, and I just demolished that. Um, I'm going to go with the meatloaf.
0: Okay. The,
2: the classic meatloaf. Uh, I know it is a problem for you to make, as I've said before. That's one of the reasons why I think I appreciate you making it so much, but... I can demolish me some meatloaf and there's lots of pasta dishes. I really, really like the chicken bacon, chicken bacon pasta. And I like the butternut squash pasta that you make. That's really good, too. But pasta always feels like kind of a always feels like kind of a cop out for questions like this. Yeah, because the vast majority of the dish, of course, is just pasta. You're just making the sauce. You know what I mean? Right. What's your favorite dish to make?
1: Honestly, I think my favorite – well, my favorite dish to make for you
2: mm-hmm.
1: is really whatever he's into at that moment because, like he said, his his taste does change, his favorite changes. So whenever I'm thinking of something to make for him, specifically for him, it's whatever he's been really enjoying or craving in that moment. Um, so cooking anything that I know he will enjoy would be my favorite.
2: Daniel says, why are you more worried about the FBI than the CIA? It's because CIA deals primarily with international affairs, and I am born and raised as an American. And so as a domestic issue, the FBI would have jurisdiction over my case, which makes complete sense. Taylor says, as always, when I listen to the show, there are at least one or two recipes I've never heard of that sound delicious. Are there any new recipes in the pipeline for this season?
1: Hmm. We have been watching Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives a lot recently. And I know Bruce has his eye on some different recipes. And he's actually sent me a few. I don't remember what they are because he sends me a lot. But I know for me, I would like to do more German recipes. I would like to do something like that. How about you?
2: You did the schnitzel and spatzel. Yes. And that was fantastic. It was great. So I'd like to see that again, but that's not new since you've already done it at this right. point. Um, I think I sent you some Peruvian recipes. Yeah. That I think we want to try. So some South American food, I think we're going to try to get into a little bit. I'd love to see a little bit of Cuban as well. The big problem is that my wife doesn't like plantains and that creates a problem. Now it has been years since you've had them. Yeah. So maybe you'll like them now.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would also like to try some tofu recipes. Mm -hmm. I'm good with that. Um, So yeah, I think that's something new to try. Because we've been trying to – that's Boo, if you can hear that. (laughs) Yes.
2: If you hear a dog in the background, Boo is trying to dig his way to – Buffalo. Buffalo from here. Hold on. I had to mute for a second so I could quick get his attention so he wouldn't, you know, keep digging a hole in the carpet.
1: Yeah. So – but yeah, so we I think we would both like to try some different plant-based recipes Absolutely. every now every now and then. Like, you know, calm down. Every now and then. We're not
2: We have some bills questions here. Sean says, favorite current bill and favorite all-time bill. I know what you're going to say. <sighs> Your favorite all-time bill is Kyle Williams. Right?
1: I do like Kyle Williams. I really do. Could be there's Freddy. so many. I was gonna say there's Freddie. There's Freddie. I really like, really like him. Um, it, it, that's a hard one, but I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go with Kyle. I'll go with Kyle. Ooh, that's hard though. This is, this is like the favorite dog question. Yeah, I
2: know it's terrible, yes. horrible questions. My favorite all-time Bill is Antoine Winfield. Um, oh. Horribly, horribly disrespected during his time here. It's right up there with Butch Bird for me as far as my favorite Buffalo Bills of all time. And I have always admired Antoine Winfield because I think that if he played in today's NFL, he'd be a lot more respected because I think that ball production was inordinately paid attention to back then. I think a a player like Trevon Diggs, who got a lot of interceptions, I don't think you'd have the counter argument to him back then that you do now. And so everyone would just say, "Oh, oh, he got the most interceptions. He's the best player. And I think that that was something that Antoine winfield fell victim to as if somehow intercepting the ball is like the number one thing you do as a cornerback and i I don't think that's true at all i think that you're taking you know four to six plays out of the entire year hundreds upon hundreds of snaps and you're using them to separate someone who had six interceptions from someone who had four interceptions and i just i just don't think it's a, a good way to evaluate defensive back play so i think Antoine winfield if he played in today's NFL, would probably get more respect. So he's my favorite all-time Bill. My favorite current Bill, that one's a little bit more difficult because everyone's going to say Josh Allen. Right. I mean, everyone's going to say Josh Allen. Which is Allen.
1: a solid choice. I mean. There's nothing wrong with right. Josh
2: Allen. Um, but as far as the the type of play that I really enjoy seeing, I really, I really like Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde is really, really high up there for me. And the reason he's really high up there for me is I think that there's a lot of spatial awareness. There is a lot of beauty that comes from watching a player in space the way that Micah Hyde plays, specifically as a you know deep safety. I think that if you watch the All-22, you can almost see the art form of playing safety when you watch Micah Hyde. And so I think he's probably probably my favorite current bill Mm
0: -hmm.
2: um i do have a ryan fitzpatrick jersey yeah thanks to the moderators of reddit uh the reddit bills page they uh they got me a uh fitzpatrick jersey so shout out to them i appreciate that um but yeah i I think that's probably right what about your favorite current bill for you
1: i think i would go to Davious white
2: Oh, he's so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah. Great personality. Big absolutely. smile. Absolutely. Like, love
1: his smile. Just great
2: energy. Yes. Not only, you know, not only a great player, but you just like, I mean, the Trey White Goalie Academy is absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. I laugh all the time at the Trey White Goalie Academy. So, all right. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Black Ranger says, if each dog in your house was a Bills player, who would they be and why? All right. So, the big one. Yes. The big one is Josh Allen, right?
1: I but I would say yes, but our big one's not really athletic. He's not going to be leaping over anything. Not
2: anymore. But when he was younger, he
1: still wasn't really leaping over anything. And he could I don't move. know that
2: dude could move.
1: I don't know. But Do you remember when we had
2: to hold him back from chasing after the ball because his, no, he would not let yes, his brother get it?
1: Yes, yes. Personality wise, hands down. Yeah, he's a golden gold retriever. Hands down. I just don't... The athletic part of it, though, I'm just like, eh, I don't know. There was somebody
2: out there, I don't know, who said Josh Allen's personality was a golden retriever personality, yeah. and I was like, yeah, that, kinda, that totally works.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Okay, okay so, so what about, Boo? What about Boo? Here's the thing. I was thinking with Boo. Okay. I think he's not a current, Bill. Okay. So I don't know if that matters or not, but I think Boo... I'm leaning towards Stevie Johnson.
2: Oh, yeah. He can turn on a dime. He's got swag. He's got personality. Yes,
1: he's always... Inching closer to the line to see how far he can push it before, you know, he, he gets in trouble.
2: Why so serious?
1: Why so serious? So you see yep. the whole, like, head tilt that he does, and I could just see him tilting the head and being like, why so serious, you know? So and every
2: time you yell at him, he looks at you like, what's the big
1: deal? Right, and why his wh- tail. Wh- why are you
2: so serious? Right.
1: So I kind of had that vibe. What do you think?
2: No, that's good. I can't do better than that. Yeah? Boo is Stevie Johnson.
1: Boo is definitely Stevie Johnson.
2: Okay. Beardies and Bills says, what Buffalo food is actually the best and why is it beef on Weck? Okay, so I like beef on Weck. My wife is going to say Picasso's pizza.
1: Hands down. She's going to say that.
2: Um, We went to uh, Buffalo not too long ago. Not too long ago. It was like a year ago, wasn't
1: it? It was a while ago, yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah, the other day, a year ago, (laughs) we went to Buffalo and my wife had Picasso's pizza for the first time. And literally, what did you say about it?
1: The best pizza I have ever had.
2: That's a strong statement.
1: It's like I'm still thinking about it. Usually, I'll say something along those lines, and then like a couple of days later, I'm like, "eh, it was all right." But I've held strong with mm-hmm. Picasso's pizza. Like I ate it, and I was like, "oh my gosh," and I'm still thinking about it. Like, "oh my gosh." My wife so has good.
2: a uh, an, what we call an eroding opinion, and what that means is that typically her opinion will be lesser of something the farther she is removed from it. So this happens all the time with movies. We'll see a movie. And she'll be like, yeah, I I liked it. And then you ask her about that exact same movie a week and a half later. And she goes, yeah, it was okay. And then you ask her about that exact same movie like two years from now. She goes, I didn't really like it that much. It was the same movie. Nothing changed except for you. She has an eroding opinion. But her opinion on Picasso's pizza has not eroded. Solid. For me, Picasso's really good. But barbell wings. Now, you haven't had barbell wings yet.
1: No. And a lot of the wings that I have had have been you bringing them home to me. So I haven't had them fresh.
2: Yeah, I mean, so they, maybe they've been for opinion, hours upon hours upon hours upon hours. hours. They've been refrigerated and things like that.
1: Yeah, so maybe if I had these things fresh. But I don't know. Other than, like, the uh, Beef on Weck pizza. Yeah, Picasso's the gigantic pizza, chicken fingers. Yeah, those were just okay, too. I don't, I don't know, guys. What else? What else is there to try that maybe I just haven't had... Yet, maybe?
2: Well, they tell me that we have to have Loganberry. I've had Loganberry. I did not enjoy Loganberry. It wasn't bad. It was, well, whatever. And then we have to have Chiavetta's, which is is like a a marinade for chicken.
1: Okay. I did like the mustard, though.
2: Yes, the horseradish mustard. Yes. I really
1: enjoyed that.
2: All right. Bill's Fan 1717 says, Please discuss the release date for the next musical podcast, as well as spoilers for songs you may have planned. I hate to break it to you. I don't know if we're going to do another one. It was kind of a one-off. And I had always said that we were going to do it. Even back when it was the Nick and Nolan show, I said we're going to do it. And then we never did it. And I said, I kind of feel like like I need to do it. And then Mrs. Nolan agreed to do it with me. And we did it. And uh, I had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. You had a lot of fun doing that? Yeah. It was was fun. We re-released that show not too long ago. And I just... I wouldn't get your hopes up. I don't think we're going to do it. I think we're going to do other things. I have actually debated doing the combine drills next year and having Mrs. Nolan like record the results of me doing the combine drills, you know, run the 40 yard dash, do the three cone, bench press 225 pounds, all that stuff.
1: Well, why can't I do it too? You could do it. I could totally bench 200.
2: 225.
1: 225. I could totally bench 225.
2: <laughs> See, I, I don't. <laughs> I think you – I don't – okay, cool. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, why not? Okay, why not? Sure. Right. Dan says, did you ever do the How We Met story? If so, sorry, I missed it. I'm going to tell this story because Mrs. Nolan is um, an interesting storyteller. Rude. Mrs. Nolan is not a good storyteller. I'm she really will, not. She will tell you. I'm
1: really not. She
2: gets really, really, really distracted because everything is very linear with Mrs. Nolan. So she'll start telling the story and then realize she forgot something. So she has to kind of go back and kind of – fit it in somewhere yeah. oh wait no I forgot to tell you about this thing that and yep. it just ends up being these gigantic it looks like the last scene in Loki the Marvel Cinematic Universe TV show on Disney Plus where all the alternate realities are kind of branching out <laughs> that's when Mrs. Nolan tries to tell a story oh so I'm gonna God. try and tell the story and
1: everything's like the most important thing like right. he needs to know the yeah. name of the person's cousin sister's father-in-law exactly you have to that matters
2: everything is pertinent information she doesn't know how to streamline that information so i'm going to do my best so i went to college at ohio state like you know and i tutored an individual at the time in spanish and she said hey i owe you one i said great we weren't friends friends we didn't really hang out outside of class but we were friendly enough and years after i had graduated I got a call from this person who said, hey, remember that favor that I owe you? I said, yeah. She goes, I've got the girl for you. And I said, well, I I really, I can't meet someone right now. I'm actually dating someone. She goes, okay. Well, when that relationship fails, call me back because I have the perfect girl for you. So the girl you're with clearly can't be the one because I have the one. And I laughed it off and said, okay, yeah, sure. I, I, I promise if something happens, I will call you. So something happened, and I broke up with that girl. So, as I promised, because I, I'm a man of my word, like Captain America and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, <laughs> I <laughs> called up this acquaintance and I said, "Okay, fine. I uh, I'll meet the girl." So, the three of us, my friend, this new girl, and myself, we all met at a restaurant to kind of like break the ice and everything. And she came in and said. Basically no words to me for the entirety of the engagement, the entirety of the event. You said basically nothing to me like at all.
1: Well, because Bruce here tends to talk a lot. So it was really hard to get a word. in. And... but
2: I was trying to talk to you. That's the point. But you
1: didn't stop talking.
2: That's because there was long, awkward pauses and I had to fill them. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs>
1: so Whatever. we get done.
2: We get done. <laughs> And I call up my acquaintance and I say, what are you doing to me? <laughs> like, what, you, what did you do to me? You said this girl was delightful. She didn't even say anything. She goes, well, you know, she was, you know, she was just really nervous and we'll, we'll give, give it a shot. I'm like, okay, fine. So I called up my wife, now current wife at the time, just not even Mrs. Nolan, Mrs. Yet to be Nolan. And I called her up and said, so you want to go to dinner and get to know each other? And she was like, Sure. And we went out, and it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. It was the worst first date I've ever been on my entire life. She barely said a word to me the entire time. And mind you, we drove a significant amount of time from her house where I picked her up to the restaurant. And the car ride was just nothing. She was just giving me nothing. She gave me like one or two word answers. I
1: was laughing. I laughed at your jokes, okay? You laughed at my jokes. that That was hard, okay? Ouch! That took a lot of energy just to laugh at the joke. And there so was nothing
2: left over to actually talk. You're to me.
1: welcome.
2: And it was it was it was brutal. It was terrible. So I get home, and I, I drop her off, and then I call my acquaintance, and I say, "Dude, what are you doing to me? This is the second time I've been with this girl, and she's she's giving me nothing." And she says, "Oh no no I swear no no she's she's better she's better she's better." <laughs> okay fine. And this went on for another date. And so eventually. I called up the future Mrs. Nolan on the phone because that's what people used to do. They used to call each other on the phone. And I said, Mrs. Nolan, your friend tells me you're delightful. They tell me that you are fun and bubbly and funny and all this stuff. And you got to give me something because I'm trying to have reasonable sample size to make decisions on whether or not there's going to be anything between us. But you're giving me nothing. Like, you got to give me something. And what did you say? I said, okay. She said, okay. It was just like that. Because I respect sample size, daggone it. So I went out with her again. And it was fantastic. It was amazing. It was one of the best days I've ever been on my life. Four months later, we got married. Yep. Four months later, we got married. Because you should respect sample size. So that's the story of how we met Started dating, fell in love, got and murred. got murdered. Dan Kanopsby, Kanop, says, how does a nuclear power plant work? Okay, so Dan, here's the deal. So when you're talking about nuclear power plant, typically you're talking about fission power plants because fusion not really as much of a thing. Right now, it's a whole complicated scientific thing, but... Fission is the process of being able to actually split an atom. And when you can split an atom, a massive amount of energy is released. All power plants basically revolve around the same thing, which is turning turbines, right? So basically, the entire purpose of a nuclear power plant is to produce steam by heating water. And then the steam is used to turn large turbines that generate electricity. So if you think about all power plants in the world are designed to turn a turbine, right? Hydroelectric have the water flowing over it, right? Wind, obviously self-explanatory. The wind blows the turbine. But the all the purpose is always to turn the turbine. So nuclear power plants do it by heating water that converts into steam that turns the turbine. The way that they heat the water, then use the energy necessary to heat the water, is to split larger atoms into smaller atoms that releases energy upon that happening. So that's fission. Fusion would be them combining two atoms to create energy. That's a whole different thing that we're not going to talk about. So that's how nuclear power plants work. So Mrs. Nolan, Karen says, what is your hottest food take?
1: Um, I think for me it would be peanut butter and banana. It's just okay. I don't really like peanut butter, banana flavored things. If I had to, I can eat like we've had rice cakes before with peanut butter and then we added some banana on top. And that's okay. That was really good. Yeah, it was okay. But like Did peanut we do butter. we honey or something on top of it? No. Somebody told us we should. Oh,
2: somebody told us we should. Okay. Yeah.
1: I but like peanut butter, banana milkshakes, things like that. I'm just like, ugh. Nah.
2: I disagree with Mrs. Nolan on this. I really like peanut butter and banana. Oh, a lot. Uh, peanut butter banana sandwiches, I am all the way in. Peanut butter, banana, and marshmallow sandwiches? Oh, yeah. Fluffer nutters? Give me all that. Virgil says, how does she put up with you? I'll just let you take this one.
1: Well, Virgil, that is a very good question. He does do two podcasts each week, so that does help. But in all seriousness, he is really a really cool guy, and it's a lot of fun to be around him. So, I don't know. I just never get sick of the guy. I just don't.
2: Funny story. There was at one point in our relationship a time, a stretch, where we were actually together 24 hours a day, seven days a week for, what, six or seven months? Yeah. It was a, it was a good bit of time. Yeah. That didn't end the relationship, so <laughs> yeah. I, guess, I guess we're good.
1: Yeah.
2: Aaron sent me a message and said, who will be producing and who will be directing the 2022 Bruce exclusive musical? And will the Wolf Nolans be featured? So you've heard the Wolf Nolans in the past. You've heard them bark in the backgrounds of episodes. That was their musical talents right there.
1: You know, maybe we could do like a Christmas special.
2: Don't get their hopes up.
1: You know what, guys? We'll do a Christmas musical. No,
2: don't tell them that. Your mouth is writing checks that my body and voice cannot cash.
1: Oh, it can cash it. We could do it. Thumbs up. That's the thing, right? Thumbs up. <laughs>
2: What is it a thing? Of course, it's a thing. People still give each other thumbs ups, right?
1: Well, thumbs up if you want to see a Christmas.
2: Are you talking about like liking?
1: Yeah, right?
2: But this is a podcast. They don't like it.
1: Okay, well, I don't know. You like
2: tweets and you like YouTube videos, but this isn't a YouTube video. Guys,
1: I'm old. I'm old. We are old. Yeah, I don't know all the hip things.
2: So, you know what? Our dog, Boo, does have a tendency of howling in the middle of the night randomly for no reason. If I could get a recording on that, that would be the musical exploits of Woof Nolan. Yeah.
1: It made me think, I think there's like a Disney, isn't there like a Disney sing-along or something? Like a Christmas sing-along where like mm-hmm. the dogs and stuff like howl or something? Yeah, I think there is. So yeah, so they could they could totally do that.
2: I'm still not sold. The final questions of the episode come from an account that I have become familiar with over the last uh, couple of months. It's a, uh, a card collecting and box opening account on YouTube called Chase and Packs. So I'd encourage you if you're a card collector to go ahead and subscribe to Chase and Packs. And he sent me a couple of questions for Mrs. Nolan. And the first question for both of us, would you rather live forever with an eyelash in your eye or spinach in your teeth? I'm taking spinach in my teeth a hundred percent. And the reason is because eyelash in the eye, I like actually impacts my ability to see, you know, spinach. in My teeth is embarrassing, but I can still function normally. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm taking spinach in the teeth. You?
0: Yeah,
1: I would take spinach in my teeth. Um, you know, the eyelash in the eye is annoying and could be painful. So, yeah. yeah that's, your eye's
2: watering. you Nobody, yeah, nobody
1: and, wants that. But spinach in your teeth, I mean, you'll probably forget about it. And then the only people that really have to see are people you come in contact with. And most of the time. I feel like people don't even tell you. They just ignore it. So right. it's not harming you. So spinach in the teeth.
2: Would you rather talk like Yoda or breathe like Darth Vader? I'm taking breathe like Darth Vader every single time. Me too. Yeah. I mean, breathing like Darth Vader is awesome. Talking like Yoda is weird, though. I can't.
1: Have I don't want to. Yeah. Have I done a Yoda impression yet? I, I have no idea.
2: When 900 years old, you become look as good. You will not. Mm. It's my Yoda. That's
1: that's. It,
2: It's not my best.
1: It's good. It's it's good. It's good.
2: Okay. Would you rather take away cheesesteaks from Bruce forever or would you rather take away sous vide from Bruce forever?
1: I would take away cheesesteaks from Bruce forever just because you could do so much more with a sous vide than just, you know, a cheesesteak. So I think a sous vide would be more practical.
2: I would take away the sous vide. Wow. And the reason that is is because I can find another way to cook a steak. So I can still have all the stuff I would have in a sous vide. I that's just wouldn't true. have it cooked that way. That's true. If you take away cheesesteaks, you're taking away a type of food from me forever. If you take away sous vide, I can still have those types of food. I just have to prepare them a different way. That's a true. A way that's not ideal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yep.
2: Last one. Would you rather your pet be able to speak to you but not understand what you're saying or your pet understand every word you say but not be able to speak? You go first.
1: This is a tough one for me because selfishly I want to, them, I want to understand what they're thinking, what they're saying, to have them communicate with me. Um, but I think I would like them to know exactly what I am saying, how I feel about them. Let them know, like, hey, like Boo, whenever we leave, he goes hysterical. Like, he's just nervous and anxious. Who has separation and-
2: anxiety? For those of you who do not know, because he was a garbage dog. Like literally yeah. found on the side of the road, digging through garbage with like a like a chain like embedded in his throat. So we don't know how long he was there. We have no idea how old he is. We think we know how old he is. But he's literally like a dog off the street. So he has really crazy separation anxiety.
1: Right. So I think just to be able to tell him and him to understand like, hey, I'm just heading to the store real quick. I'll be back in 20 minutes, you know, or even, you know, just telling him that you love them and they're such a good boy and and things like that i think i would just really want them to know exactly what i'm saying and you know how i feel about them
2: i agree with you 100 i would much rather my dogs be able to understand me than me be able to understand my dogs yeah um i think that you know the the dog from up who's got the collar yeah um i think doug? That's a, is it doug yeah doug the dog yeah i do think that he is a good representation of what the dog would be saying if the dog could talk, which is just "hello, <laughs> hi there, squirrel."
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I don't think
2: I don't think there's much there. Yeah,
1: the only thing I would really want to know. If, like when dogs, if we could understand what they were saying is when they're hurting or if yes. something is wrong, right. you know, because you really don't know if they may be acting strange just because, you know, they ate a paper towel or not you that know, we know
2: anyone who would do that.
1: N- no, never. no, my dog's perfect. No. no,
2: Boo would never eat paper towels <laughs> or tissues.
1: Yeah. So just to know if they're hurting in any way, but yeah,
2: I agree with you. Ladies and gentlemen, the longest Bruce exclusive in the last couple of weeks Had nothing to do with football. But you know what? It's the end of the dog days of summer. Yeah, we're almost there. We're almost there. We're going to get to really, really significantly heavy football stuff uh, this season. Uh, For those of you who have not had the opportunity to follow along with the show, the way that the show works during the regular season is that each game will be dissected based on narrative. So there's a narrative that comes out of the game and... We will be dissecting it. So, for example, the story of the game might be, wow, oh, the Bills' offensive line underperformed. And we'll talk the entire episode about that, that offensive line. Did it actually underperform? We'll go back and we'll watch some of it. We'll talk about it. And then we'll give out Plurality Pie. Plurality mm. Pie is the method by which I can help uh, divvy up the responsibilities for winning and losing the game. It's part of the way for me to reinforce that this is a team game. It's a complicated team game. And most importantly, that wins are not a quarterback stat. So, Mrs. Nolan, anything else you'd like to say? Because it could be a long time before you're back on again. I I know. You're only on once or twice a year. I
1: know. It's been a while. So, you got
2: anything you want to say to the, the, the listeners?
1: Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, thanks for listening to me ramble on about a bunch of nothing. <laughs> it's
2: going to be the most listened to episode of Bruce exclusive. Yeah. Because you're more popular than me.
1: I don't know about that. But I'm excited for, for the Bills to start. I'm excited for football in general. Um, What's we, the number
2: one thing you're looking for at training camp?
1: Training camp? Yeah.
2: Like, what are you looking for? What are you, what are you keeping your eyes out for? Stories about a new player, stories about a new acquisition, or a a player who's supposed to step up, or coaching change?
1: I think I'm interested to see what the new punter does. I'm excited to see that leg in action. Um, And always, to me, it's always fun to see the new guys coming in and how, you know how they're going to do in a for college coming in college players coming in for the first time in a pro setting and then of course Von Miller like I'm really excited for that so yeah
2: awesome there you guys have it we got the bills content just in the event that you thought <laughs> we wouldn't get to bills content we got to bills content
1: <laughs> you're welcome
2: <laughs> you are welcome <laughs> The other reason why I wanted to make sure I had Mrs. Nolan is she's going to be out of town next week. Yeah. So she's not going to be around to uh, record the pod with me. And the next time we talk, it's going to be training camp. So for those of you who didn't like the show and said, wow, this is ridiculous. I can't believe that Bruce would waste an entire episode on things like this. Well, I don't have anything else to tell you guys except for that's the way the cookie crumbles. I'm Bruce Nolan.
1: I'm Mrs. Nolan.
2: Buffalo rumble.